are so many different ideas about good health. How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Happy Thursday, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Healthy View Radio. This is the place to be to get all of your health and happiness wrapped up into a single hour of pure, unadulterated joy. I'm Andrea Beeman, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Lisa Lutan and Michelle Fenninghaus. And Lisa, are you really back yet, or is this an (laughs) optical illusion that I'm seeing? (laughs) I am here. I am back in the USA. Welcome. Where were you? Where were you? I was in Copenhagen, Berlin, and Lisbon. Wow, very nice. And tell me about the people when you were out there. Did they look vibrant and healthy and excited to be alive, or were they slogging around the streets like we do here in the city? Actually, you know, it was there was a real difference. They were not plugged in the way Americans are plugged in. Like we were really noticing that people were actually talking to each other, looking at each other. They weren't constantly looking at their phone. And it was just really refreshing. Hmm. That's interesting. Such an odd creature, this yeah. <laughs> odd people talking to each other. What on earth are they doing? It was like I was going <laughs> back in time. It was crazy. It was great. It was really great. And the food was delicious. The people were great. I also got great weather, which always helps. But it was, it was a really nice break, I have to say. That's good. And what you're talking about, the people on their phones like that all the time, I think that that's one of the reasons why we're having an uptick in uh, autoimmune conditions, actually, because we're on all of these computers and all these electronics all the time. We don't give the body a chance to regroup and rebalance. Michelle, what are your thoughts on anything? Oh, my gosh. I remember you talking about this at some point, I don't even remember if it was on the show, if it was in the, you know, in the past, but I looked around like my screen, I have two monitors in front of me most of the day, plus my phone, plus, of course, whatever screens or what else we got going on around here. And I, I've been making a point, if I'm not using it, to shut it, turn it off or, or move away from getting, you know, that radiation from the device headed, you know, right here, right here yeah. in particular. Yeah. Do you think it's a coincidence that everybody's got all these thyroid conditions going on right now and everyone's holding their phone here or they're sitting in front of computers all day long? Well, that combined with the uptick in chronic stress. I was just listening to Aviva Ram talk about this yesterday. I mean, back in, remember when it was the year 2000 and everybody was freaking out about the Y2K crash? I mean, at that point, Americans were feeling more stressed for sure. That was 20 years, almost 20 years ago now, my gosh. And since then, it's just, uh, you know, the chronic stress that even just the everyday person is under, you know, with the political climate, it is intense right now. So I think even just those two things combined, not even to mention environmental factors, toxicity, et cetera, et cetera, we've got a recipe for some thyroid disaster. Yeah, and I'm seeing something really else interesting happening quite a bit because I work a lot with meditation and breathing with my clients. And again and again and again, people are coming in and they're saying, I, I can't settle in. I'm so crazy. My brain's going nuts. And I say, have you been on your phone a lot lately? And they're like, totally. And I said, 
chill back and see if it helps. And it absolutely does. You know, that feeling of like, did I get that email? Did I get that email? Did I get a like on Facebook? And people are so, we're crack addict, addicted to these phones and our brains are kind of getting crazy from them. So it's really impacting us on so, so many levels. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's unnatural for us to be going, 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 going all the time like this without rest periods. And I think my own personal belief is that is contributing to the high rates of autoimmune conditions as well as disease that we are suffering from right now. I remember when I was growing up in the 70s, you could go and take a picnic in the park, right? And you could go and relax in the day. And there was actually a time for a nap right? But now it's, it's not like that. It's, it's constant go. It's, it's unnatural for human beings. It's, we're not creating a healthy lifestyle for us. So it, it makes perfect sense that our immune systems are on edge, hypersensitive. You know, there's a big uptick in thyroid disease, adrenal fatigue. I'll give you a really interesting, um, interesting thing that happened this weekend, actually, Tuesday. I was in California and I was being interviewed about autoimmune conditions. And, um, and when I got there to the television station, they said, oh, Dr. Beeman, Dr. Beeman, Dr. Beeman, you're going on. And I said, listen, I don't know who did the research here, but I'm not Dr. Aunt, Aunt Beeman. <laughs> I'm a holistic health coach. I'm a herbalist. I'm a natural food chef. And, uh, and they said, what do you mean? I said, you guys did the research. You called me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm happy to talk about, you know, autoimmune conditions from and Hashimoto's, which we were going to talk about uh, from the alternative complementary and alternative medicine perspective. And they said, oh, they got all into a huddle. All the producers got into a huddle in the corner and they they said, OK, they came out and they said, OK, listen, you can't talk about anything that's not scientifically and medically proved. And I said, I said, okay. And they said, and we also have a doctor on staff. So the doctor will be there just in case, just to correct anything that you say. <laughs> Did you turn around and walk out? No, I said, I said, listen, you can interview me just about my own personal condition then. Uh, and it's interesting because that's the old dinosaurs. And then two weeks ago, I was in Kentucky where we had the new doctors and nurses who want to hear about complementary alternative medicine. And they want to hear about natural and, and uh, natural healing. So you have the old school that's still in place, and then you have the new people that are coming out. And I think that more and more, they are realizing that all of, not all of, but a large majority of the diseases and autoimmune conditions that we're suffering with right now, directly related to our diet, our lifestyle, our consciousness, Lisa, the meditation, calming the mind, right? How do we relax in this human experience? And, uh, you know, it's, we're in the middle of a shift right now. So we are in a great place, I feel. Well, the other thing that we would be remiss to not talk about when it comes to autoimmune diseases would be gut health, which is yes. intimately tied to those stress levels that I mentioned earlier. And of course, our food supply. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say in Europe... You know, like there's no GMO, like GMOs were banned 20 years ago. The food is so fresh and so many people that can't eat things here can go there and eat them and be fine. And it's really a fascinating to watch that. And it just really makes you wonder, what are we eating here? Yeah, I've heard that on numerous occasions from clients when they tell me that they go to Italy or they go here or they go to Europe or they go to Germany and they can eat the things that they eat here that 
let's say they have bread or pasta here and they have a reaction when they have it over there, they don't have a reaction. Mm -hmm. So whether they're relaxed when they're eating, whether it's a quality of the food, a different, you know, a different type of lifestyle. But I, I think it's everything that we're doing here is contributing to the, you know, like we're one of the richest countries in the world. We also have the highest rate of disease out of any country in the world on many levels. It's so sad. It's very depressing because it's really, the problem is just growing and growing and growing. And just how do we harness that? How do we slow that down? Well, I, you know, I think like um, what we're doing, right? So talking to the world in in a different language, meaning bringing health and wellness to the forefront, take care of yourself, meditate, uh, eat well, exercise, have good relationships. What we're, we're bringing to the forefront as health coaches and natural health practitioners, I think is making the shift. It's helping people to shift. What are your thoughts? Well, thyroid stuff in particular is an enigma. So for us to be having this show t today and, and everything we talk about, I think we're really starting to work the edge of where conventional medicine leaves off. I know so many women, uh, my clients come to me saying, oh yeah, I had my thyroid tested. It's fine. It's not that. And I'm like, well, honey, we might talk about that a little bit more, <laughs> you know, and uh, there's a larger conversation to be had around these things because they haven't been very well understood. Um, it's, this is all pretty new. And when we talk about gut health, that's also something that is not fully understood, even by the scientists who are like in the trenches and studying the microbiome. I mean, we don't have this stuff figured out. So Joe Schmo, doctor down the street, certainly doesn't have all the answers either. Yeah, I was laughing when you were talking about the doctor at your conference. I'm thinking you probably could correct the doctor as opposed to the doctor <laughs> correcting you. Because I mean, and I have, I'm very fond of the medical community, but many doctors are not current on mm. health, on what's really going on in the body. And, you know, you even say to them, something about food and they're like, ah, hogwash. And the younger doctors, the more, the doctors that are interested are certainly starting to, you know, listen to this stuff. But there's a big divide right now, I think, from the, the East versus West in the whole medical community. Yeah. And it's got to merge a little more. You're starting to see it, but it has to do more. Yeah. The other thing I'd like to say about this topic, as we're talking about what happens when you walk into the doctor's office, is that there is sort of a uh, gender bias against women. And when women go in with these classic symptoms of fatigue, you know, brain fog, it's, oh, you're fine, or oh, you're hysterical. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just this kind of hand wave at a lot of women that send them out. And what does it take women like six, eight years to get a proper diagnosis in many of these cases? Oh, yeah. look at me with SIBO. It took like 20 years. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of hysterical, when they would say that women are hysterical, what do you think a hysterectomy is? Oh, right. Right. Yeah. right. So let's take it's out the feminine aspect. <sighs> yeah. Take out. She's, oh, she's, she's hysterical. This one. Let's take the feminine aspect out of this woman because she's emotional. Goodbye uterus. Goodbye ovaries. Goodbye. She won't give us any more trouble. So, um, I, I, think that when, and I'm not anti-doctor, I think that we need absolutely, we need the medical profession, but I think they're quick to cut and quick to shut down an organ or a system without thinking of the ramifications of what's going to happen to that person. So in the case of thyroid disease, you have no idea how many thyroidectomies I see when I'm sitting on the subway and I look across from me and I see a little scar there. I see a little scar <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, back in the 1970s when they were doing tonsillectomies like crazy, oh, you, oh, you have inflamed tonsils? Let's take those little suckers out. 
today they know that, well, this is a very important part of the immune system, the tonsils, and we can't take them out. So the same thing is happening with the thyroid right now. Uh, thyroidectomies are on the rise, RAI, uh, as well as somebody goes, they have a thyroid condition, and then the doctor's like, oh, your thyroid's too slow. Well, let's speed up your system. But meanwhile, why is the thyroid slow? Why is it slowing down? Is this person doing too much? Are they taking on too much? Do they not have the nutrients that they need? What's going on? Are they not speaking their voice? What's going on on the deeper level in the thyroid instead of just let's speed it up or let's take it out? Well, Andrea, you cannot have that conversation in your seven-minute visit that insurance covers. No. I remember uh, one of the first times I met you, Andrea, and you said, I think that thyroid is just your body's way of saying something's out of whack. And I was like, wow, like I never even thought about it like that. But the truth is all disease, you know, comes from that. Our bodies are out of whack. We're so quick to just treat. We never, well, now obviously we do, and many people are starting to, but like say, why is this happening? What mm-hmm. is the root cause? How can I get in there? And it's really refreshing to see that people are waking up to that now. Yeah, I think there's a huge shift happening. I mean, I see it all over the place. And I think it's a good thing. You know, change can be good. It can be tumultuous, you know, like as the, the system starts to get wonky all over the place. But I think it's, it's, it's a good thing that's happening right now. And especially with uh, health coaches and wellness practitioners and alternative healers, they now have a voice in the world where before they didn't have a voice. If you talked about anything that was outside the medical model 20 years ago, you were a quack. Uh, you, you let's bring charges against this person. I mean, what did they do? The poor chiropractors. You were in the a right. Right. There's You're witch hunts have been done yeah. around this stuff for ages. Women have been practicing botanical medicine for thousands of years and there have been straight up witch hunts. Yeah. Andrea, you'd be first in line. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I got <laughs> burned in a past life. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking all about thyroid and we even have our, our third guest. We, we have actually so many guests on the show today. Uh, today we have two girls that are coming on, right? At, in the second segment. Well, actually, it looks like only Jill's able to make it. So just just Jill today. Okay. All right. So it'll be just Jill, and, but it'll be a good Jill. And then after that, we have another gal who actually has Hashimoto's in the third segment. Is that correct? That is correct. And so it's, I mean, really, just statistically speaking of the number of us on the line today in this show, like there's a half, you know, have actually been diagnosed with a thyroid condition at some point. And I got to tell you guys, in my purse, I have a slip to go get blood work done because I've suspected this for myself for a long time. I'm going to finally find out. Wow. Uh -uh. We'll have a show about it next week. We'll have a show about Michelle's purse. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I don't have any thyroid issues, but many members of my family do. You know, they were th- even thyroid cancer is in the family. So I think that, again, if you don't have it yourself, you probably know somebody who is dealing with this. Oh, my God. Totally. And I think in, um, in 2013, the number one prescribed medication was Synthroid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's on the rise. Why is it happening? And also, let's look at the deeper issue, which is the voice, right? So according to ancient medicine, you know, what, what does this represent? Your ability to speak your truth. Fifth chakra. Yes, fifth chakra, you <laughs> go, girl. 
right? So the Me Too, everybody start speaking up, girls, start speaking up. Um, so I think that there's a lot to healing this. So today we have Jill Grunwald, and she is an integrative nutrition and hormone coach. Oh, let's talk about hormones. That'll be fun. Uh, founder of Healthful Elements and co-author of the best-selling Essential Thyroid Cookbook, which we all have a copy. Uh, for nearly a decade, she has successfully guided her clients and students with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's to health and vitality. In recent years, Jill has also focused on alopecia, which is an autoimmune hair loss, and offers a unique program for hair regrowth. Jill's Hashimoto's has been successfully managed since 2008 without the use of thyroid drugs, and her own alopecia is under control. She has written for various publications, blogs, and online magazines, including Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, um, Experience Life Magazine, Dr. Frank Lippman. I like Dr. Frank. Uh, Dr. Susan Blum's blog, and she has contributed to articles in Self and Shape Magazine. So she's going to be coming on right after the break. And uh, by the way, for those of you that don't know, uh, we have a Squatty Potty giveaway, right? So if you don't have your Squatty Potty yet and you want one, we have one for you for free. <laughs> All you have to do is enter. You go to uh, uh, Healthy View Radio com forward slash giveaway and you can get your squatty potty. But before we go to break, I want to talk just one moment about hormones. One little tiny moment. Okay. So uh, this weekend I was out in California, met with an old friend and she said, listen, can you talk to my sister? She's getting a hysterectomy. And I said, okay, I'll talk to your sister. So I said, what's going on? She says, well, I've been on bioidentical hormones for, you know, 10 years now. My doctor said, since I have a higher risk of uh, cancer, they're just going to take my uterus out. And I said, how about getting off the bioidentical hormones? <laughs> and she goes, no. She goes, I like the way they make me feel. <laughs> I said, okay. Well, that's your choice. That's your choice. But please keep in mind that when the uterus comes out and your ovaries, if you're having a total, the ovaries come out, that's also going to shift your hormones in a very powerful way. Uh, and I've had lots of clients that tell me that they don't feel the same. They get depressed. Uh, they don't want to have sex. So maybe Jill could talk about hormones as well because we're going to cover thyroid. So, uh, I mean, this is exciting, right, girls? We yeah. love it. We love everything yeah. about today's topic. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so we'll be right back after the break with Jill. So hang on to your hats, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hey, welcome back to Healthy View Radio. Today we're talking about thyroid and we are super excited to talk to one of the authors of the Essential Thyroid Cookbook. For those who can see, it's right here. It's gorgeous. Integrative Nutrition and Hormone Coach Jill Grunwald, who with her cohort, Lisa Markley, wrote this cookbook and it has over 100 nourishing recipes for thriving with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. I have to tell you, I don't have a thyroid condition and yet I still am loving this cookbook. Now you want one. No. (laughs) Anyway, Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Before we delve, I just want to share this golden cauliflower rice is to die for. Oh my God, I loved it. So, so good. Had to do that. So Jill, we like to start off all our guests with a couple little questions. And the first question is, what did you have for breakfast today? I had a pastured egg, a small piece of pastured sausage, and a cantaloupe and blueberry fruit salad. Yum. And Jill, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Um... I would have to say dark chocolate. Like, you know how they say only have one or two squares per day. I I don't eat it every single day, but when I have it, I have like four squares. I don't feel guilty about it. When they say squares, they mean like about that big. Right. I have four of those. Right. That's a rectangle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think they have to change the lingo there. You should have a rectangle every day. (laughs) I, I definitely like that. So wait, what percentage dark chocolate? 70%. 70%. Okay. Yeah. She likes Got to it. enjoy it, Lisa. I'm, I'm telling people. you, that 8590 <laughs> is really good. I like 82. I like 80 and 85. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Give it a try. So let's talk a little bit about thyroid and why is it, why, what is the thyroid for people who are listening and just really haven't had to deal with this? And why is diet such an impactful thing on our thyroid? Yeah, so the thyroid is a small butterfly-shaped gland in your neck, and it's extremely nutrient-dependent. It's, um, you know, the reasons for hypothyroidism can be multifactorial, but one of the biggest reasons is that people either aren't getting the right nutrients or potentially they're not absorbing their nutrients from their food, and, you know, I'm sure that Digestive health is a whole other conversation, but we want to make sure that there's intestinal integrity so that people are getting the most bang for their buck from their food, right? So yeah, it's a master thermoregulator. It's been nicknamed the master gland of metabolism. It, you know, thyroid hormones get into every cell of the body. That's why the symptoms of hypothyroidism can be so far reaching is because every cell of the body has receptors for thyroid hormone. So you mentioned the intestinal integrity. Does that mean 
we're hearing so much about gut health leading to so many diseases and conditions. Are you saying that thyroidism is another one of those conditions as a result of poor gut health? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what are you were saying poor nutrition could lead to a thyroid problem, correct? So give us an example of what types of foods might lead somebody to a thyroid issue. Um, the standard American diet, which is riddled with, as you guys know, you know, inflammatory compounds and um, unhealthy oils. And, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not a whole foods diet. Whereas a whole foods diet, you're getting a lot of those inherent minerals and vitamins and amino acids from uh, the foods that you eat. So it's, you know, I find that a lot of people are actually somewhere in between, right? Like a lot of people are not necessarily eating a 100% standard American diet. And I find that a lot of people, even health coaches, aren't eating a 100% whole foods diet. You know, I mean, I like my bag of healthy chips from (laughs) whole foods from time to time. So it's not like every single morsel of food that passes my mouth is you know, prepared by me or, or whole, but I find that a lot of people are in the middle. They do enjoy some, you know, whole foods. They're doing some cooking at home, but there's also a lot of eating out. And, you know, I find that a lot of people are just somewhere in the middle. So I try to encourage people to lean more towards cooking at home and, and eating more of the foods that they prepare versus foods that someone else prepares for them. So there are, are there any specific foods that people should stay away from? Well, I mean, this is controversial, and Andrea, I know your stance on gluten, and I actually have a very similar stance on gluten, which might surprise a lot of people because our cookbook is gluten-free, and it's been pretty well documented in the medical community that gluten can exacerbate Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. So anytime someone's making some dietary, anyone with Hashimoto's, or hypothyroidism, I believe that the first step is to first transition more over to a whole foods diet and then remove gluten. However, I do not believe that gluten needs to be excluded from the diet in perpetuity, which surprises a lot of people. Um, So yes, our cookbook is gluten-free. I've written a lot about the benefits of being gluten-free, but I don't and as you guys were saying before I came on, like a lot of people can go to Europe and eat bread there and be fine. So it's not a black and white issue, but that was kind of a long answer to your story. Many people with Hashimoto's and low thyroid function also have problem with um, casein in dairy. So those are kind of the two biggies. But um, one of the, the foods, or I guess it's more of an ingredient that I'm most leery of and I really try to educate my clients about is bad fats. You know, a lot of foods in restaurants are cooked with bad fats, seed oils or rancid oils or oils that have been used way too many times, like in a deep fryer. So I think that rancid oils and bad oils are actually one of the most inflammatory things that we can consume. Yeah. So can I ask a question about that? Because I would agree with you about the the fats. My understanding about gluten was that it, it there's a molecular mimicry situation going on where your body sees gluten and it starts sending an attack against it. You know, it, so is there nothing to that? No, there is something to that, and it's it's been documented. And you know, many doctors in the functional medicine community are talking about this molecular mimicry where 
when someone who has Hashimoto's, even if they consume a small amount of gluten, uh, it can fire up their thyroid antibodies. It can exacerbate their Hashimoto's because the molecular structure of gluten is very similar to the molecular structure of thyroid tissue, which is really weird. So oftentimes it's a case of mistaken identity <clears throat> where gluten is consumed and the body goes, oh, thyroid tissue, I'm supposed to attack that. And then the antibodies go up, people become more symptomatic. So, yes. Yeah, so Jill, um, I agree with you. You know, like um, in, in the beginning when people come to me and they're on a thyroid healing journey, whether it's Hashimoto's or Hyper or Graves or whatever it is, in the first three months, I also have them remove gluten, dairy, you know, take it out while the internal system starts to heal. So like your book would be a great choice for them in that first three month window, because we don't want to put like they, their bodies in a state of deterioration or bad health or out of balance. So you don't want to put something in that could possibly exacerbate the issue until you heal the underlying thing that's going on in the system. So I agree. Uh, and, you know, so I, I'm a anti-gluten for a window. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, you know, widen out depending on what they're, what they want to do. Right. If someone can. doesn't have celiac disease, then like you said, I believe that that intestinal integrity can be brought back into balance. And then we can really consume any food that we were previously sensitive to. Now, food allergies are another thing, as you guys know, but you know, that's a different arm of the immune system. But yeah, a lot of people are surprised that I don't feel that people with Hashimoto's need to be gluten-free forever. There's a lot of people in the functional medicine community who believe that we should. But Well, I think it just goes back to that every body is different and it's going to take some experimenting. And so don't fall into that, oh my God, I have to be a certain way because that's yeah. where we get into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So Jill, you had Hashimoto's yourself. Is that correct? I did. Can you tell us about your experience and, and what it took for you to that journey and how you got to where you are now? Yeah. So I was actually fortunate at the time that I had a doctor that had the wherewithal to test my thyroid antibodies because I wasn't in that doctor's appointment for thyroid symptoms, even though when I look back, I was like, well, you know, maybe I was a little cold, you know, when other people were warm. I wasn't overweight. Um, the hair loss that I have experienced off and on over the years, I always chalked that up to my alopecia. But now that I look back, I think, well, you know, oftentimes I was losing a lot of hair, but I wasn't having bald spots. So maybe that was associated with my thyroid. But I just, I got lucky because many doctors won't test for antibodies, even if you ask for it. And I didn't even ask for it. And this doctor tested me. And then when I went back for my lab results, he said, well, the first thing I want to tell you is that you have Hashimoto's. And I was like, I had a loose understanding of what it was because a friend of mine had been diagnosed with it. Uh, so as he's talking, he reaches over and grabs a pad of paper and starts writing me out a prescription. And I was like, hold on a second. I said, if you're telling me that this is an immune issue, an immune system issue, and I'm not, I'm barely symptomatic, if at all, why would I take this hormone replacement? Why wouldn't I address the immune system? And his exact words were, well, you can do whatever your little heart desires. And <laughs> he put his pad away. And I did. I just, 
I mean, I have a history of autoimmunity in my family. So it was kind of already on my radar. Plus I'd had alopecia off and on for so long. So I just thought it's really time to address my immune system. What's going on with that? And within about seven months, uh, my antibodies were negligible, you know, hardly anything. And I felt great and it was reversed. That's awesome. Amazing. Thanks. So we have a whole bunch of questions on Facebook, and I'm going to just see how many we can get through. The first one was, what is your opinion on thyroid nodules, benign but fairly large on one side, smaller on the other? Well, um, that's really more of a medical question, and I'm not a licensed healthcare practitioner, but you know, it's like, don't quote me on this number, but it's like 90-some percent of nodules are, are non-cancerous. They are often associated with the inflammation that goes along with Hashimoto's. So any autoimmune conditions and inflammatory conditions, like they're kissing cousins, the inflammation and the autoimmunity kind of feed off of one another. So um, nodules can be shrunk. Um, you know, it's, uh, you, you definitely want to keep an eye on it, as I'm sure you will, but it's often a result of the inflammation associated with Hashimoto's. So I guess, you know, I don't know if this person is available to answer this question, but you know, have you been tested for Hashimoto's antibodies? I, I find, I, I don't know this to be a direct correlation, but I think, well, at least I've seen in my clients over the last 10 years, which is the higher the antibodies, it, it's like the bigger the nodules, you know, and not all of my clients have had nodules, but it's like the more antibodies means that there's more inflammation and the more inflammation there is, it creates an environment where people can develop thyroid nodules. Okay. Hannah wants to know if what your take is on Epstein-Barr virus being a cause. Yeah. So there's been a lot written about Epstein-Barr. I'm an Epstein-Barr carrier. I don't think it's ever been activated. I have never had mono, but I am a carrier. So you can be an Epstein-Barr carrier and not ever have had mono. And one of the root causes of any autoimmune condition uh, can be, not always is for everybody, but it can be what's called a stealth infection. And oftentimes Epstein-Barr is stealth. People don't know that they have it or it's kind of operating under the radar. So I have never thought and I will never believe that Epstein-Barr is the sole cause of Hashimoto's. I, will, I do not buy that. I will never <laughs> um, <laughs> adhere to that theory. I think it's way oversimplified. It only tells a part of the story, but yes, many people with Hashimoto's or any autoimmune condition are Epstein-Barr carriers. I think it's 90% of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very high. Huh. Well, Margaret wants to know, what do women do who have already had their thyroids removed? Yeah. So obviously people who've had a thyroidectomy have to be on thyroid hormone replacement in perpetuity. Um, and the key is creating an environment in the body where that thyroid hormone is bioavailable, where you're able, your cells are able to uptake that supplemental thyroid hormone. So gut integrity, so important and liver integrity, so important. And I'm not talking about, I actually just wrote an article for Dr. Susan Bloom and I talked a little bit about liver support, gentle ways of supporting the liver. So I'm not a huge fan of like going to Whole Foods and getting one of those bright colored detox in a box programs. I'm not, 
in favor of that at all. There's some gentle everyday things you can do to support liver function, which is going to have such a wide reaching benefit on the whole body, but it will help to convert T4 to T3. So levothyroxine is one of the most prescribed drugs in the United States, but it's only T4. And so the two primary hormones that the thyroid makes are T3 and T4. T4 is nicknamed the storage closet and T3 is nicknamed the big daddy. So many people are taking levothyroxine, which is only T4, and many people do well with it. However, that conversion takes place in the liver and the gut. So you want to be able to not only absorb the thyroid hormone, but you also want to be able to convert the T4 into T3. Now, many people are on T3 also, like armor is very, it's, you know, increasing in popularity again after sort of being off the radar for a couple of decades. But um, yeah, so yeah, they thyroid hormone replacement is in order, but you want to create an environment in the body that takes in that supplemental hormone so that you benefit from those drugs. So Jill, can you tell everybody where to get your amazing thyroid cookbook and a little bit more about ways to reach you if they'd like your help? Sure. So my coaching practice is healthfulelements.com. The cookbook, which I did with my very good friend, Lisa Markley, we have a separate website for the book. It's thyroidcookbook.com. And you can buy the book directly from us. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it's available in most of the Barnes and Noble stores across the country, as well as on the Barnes and Noble website. There's also an IndieBound link on our website if people want to get it from their local bookstore, or you can buy it directly from us, support a small publishing company. And actually, is it, is this an appropriate time to talk about? So absolutely. Lisa and I created a discount code for listeners of the show called HVR 25. So healthy view radio HVR 25 that gets you the book for 25% off when you buy directly from us. So when you go to our store link on our website, it'll say buy direct and you click there and you use the code capital H, capital V, capital R, 25. And the cost makes it about what it is on Amazon. Amazon changes the price all the time, but it's within like a dollar of what you are going to We're going to be going to break in a second, but thank you so much. Thank it's you. Such a pleasure having you. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back with Sarah Fins, who's a certified integrative nutrition health coach, and she'll be sharing manageable and practical strategies to make cooking easy and fun. So stay tuned. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community. HealthyViewRadio.com to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? 
Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio, where we're always cooking up something new. And for example, today we've been discussing thyroid health and how you can cook for thyroid health. My name is Michelle Fennickhouse, and I want to apologize. I've had a little frog living in my throat for the past week. So if I sound a little strange, I'm going to this guy. Frog legs or frog, full frog? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's better and what's worse. Let's go for full frog. <laughs> And I am here with Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. And we know it's one thing to know some facts around health and know some things about cooking. And it's another thing entirely to put it into practice. So today we are going to be talking to health coach Sarah Finns. And she actually has Hashimoto's herself about how even busy women, even moms of little kids can get a healthy dinner on the table. Yes. Nice. And I love Sarah, so I want to tell you a little bit more <laughs> about her. Sarah Finns is not only a certified integrative nutrition health coach and culinary nutrition expert, but as I mentioned, she's a mom. She's got two kids, six and eight years old. Sarah teaches busy moms how to feed themselves and their families better without spending hours in the kitchen. Sarah is passionate about demystifying healthy eating by sharing manageable, practical strategies to make cooking easy and even fun. And she is doing all these Facebook Live videos recently. So if you want to learn how to make almond milk or whatever, you can check those out. Sarah works with clients through private sessions, group classes, and workshops, both in person and online. And you guys will want to learn more about her, which you can do at sarahfins.com or hang out in her Facebook community, Healthy Food, Healthy Families. And we will link to all of that in our show notes. But right now, welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're so glad to have you. So you work with moms who, as I may know about a little bit myself, (laughs) have the double challenge of not only getting dinner made, but then trying to get the kids to eat it. So what suggestions 
you have for the mom who says, <laughs> my kids will only eat chicken nuggets. Yes. Well, I think modeling is key. And I think that we tend not to think about that necessarily as moms, that what we're doing, our children are directly watching and are going to pick up on, even if at this moment in time, they may not be willing to eat those things. So I always stress to my clients that it's really important that you prioritize feeding yourself well. Um, I'm also a firm believer in making one meal for the family. So suggestions that I have for somebody, if they're in a situation like that, where their child has a limited palate, um, make a meal that can be modified a little bit. So for example, you know, you know, your child loves, loves rice, make something with a lot of vegetables, a healthy meal that can be served along with rice. That way there's rice on the table. You know, they won't be going hungry and hopefully you can entice them to eat some of the other things that are present on the table that everyone else is enjoying in front of that child. That is an excellent tip, right? So even if the kid's only going to eat apple slices, you know, put some apple slices on the table as like a a peace offering, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, a fresh crudite platter goes a long way too. put that out right before while you're cooking dinner or in the afternoon after school. Don't even say anything. Just put it on the table, maybe with some dips, you know, that they like, and you'll be surprised how much they eat. Oh yeah. While they're hungriest. That's where you got to give them the vegetables when they're really hungry. Yes. That's key. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, these are all good tips. You've got a, you've got a busy life yourself. You know, you got your own business. You got these two kids, you're shuttling them around to this activity and that activity. My God, I got little league like every night over here. Yes. (laughs) So how do you find the time to actually cut up those vegetables for the crudite or do any of this in your own house? Right. Well, first of all, you need to make it a priority. I think that, you know, uh, many people will come and tell me they don't, don't have the time. You need to find pockets of time, but it doesn't need to look like three hours in the kitchen on a Sunday. You can break it up into manageable chunks, which is what I personally do in my house. So for example, I spend a little bit of time on Friday meal planning for the week ahead. I think meal planning is key so that you're organized at the grocery store and you're organized during the week. So you know what you're going to be making without a plan, you're just kind of looking around like, I don't know. Um, So meal planning is key. Then you go to the grocery store, obviously you buy what you need. And then you can prep your food for the week ahead of time during the pockets that you're already in the kitchen. So if you're making dinner, maybe while it's cooking, you cut up some vegetables, maybe you spend a half an hour here, half an hour there, and then you've got everything ready to go for the week. And all you need to do on the weekdays is really just assemble. Um, and I like to go a step further, even if I'm going to be in the kitchen cooking, I, I will roast some vegetables, cook some chicken for the week, something really easy along with that, that can literally be a grab and go on busy weeknights. And I know as my children have gotten older, you know, when they were little, we would be home, but now, like you mentioned, driving here and there every night, sometimes it has to be a picnic lunch or you eat dinner at 4.30 and then you have a healthy snack afterwards when you get home. You have to let go of the perfection and just figure out how to make it work logistically and be willing to change it. I know for me, it's, you know, now that it's spring, our schedule is completely different than it was in the winter. So now I have to rejigger everything. Um, But, you know, it's possible to make it work. You just need to plan ahead. Oh, that is so good. I know tonight I have one of those like, let's eat in the park before the baseball practice kind of nights. And then we got to go run and get our season pass for the pool and, Mm -hmm. you know, this kind of thing. And I thought, you know what, it's going to be like 
apples, peanut butter, and my kids really like buckwheat. I know that's weird, but (laughs) they're going to eat the buckwheat and then I'm going to make a salad with the buckwheat for my husband and I. So that idea of like mix and match ingredients can be really helpful. Right. And I know mine are always hungry afterwards. And even though it's a little bit late, they want to eat something. So I always have something on hand for when they come home, they can grab something before they get ready for bed so that they're not turning to, you know, junk food or something unhealthy. Oh, you're a good mama. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Could you uh, tell us about another good mama? I mean, all mamas are all good mamas. All mamas are good. Our damnedest, right? But could you (laughs) share... A quick story about maybe one mom you've worked with who really turned the dinnertime struggle around in her house through working with you? Um, Yeah, one uh, recent client comes to mind. She has uh, two children a little bit older than mine. Um, They're in middle school. And she came to me because she, uh, her older son was gaining some weight and she wasn't, was gaining weight, wasn't feeling well. And anyway, she didn't really know how to make the change because they were busy and she, all of this. And so what I did was I worked with her and I taught her, you know, the basics of meal planning. She wasn't very comfortable in the kitchen at first, um, although she had a lot of desire. So we talked about meal planning. We talked about food prep. I gave her, well, together we came up with some recipes that she thought that her kids would be willing to eat, um, that she could make that wouldn't be too, too time consuming or too difficult for her skill level. And she started meal planning and food prepping on a regular basis and making it a priority. And um, it, it, it completely turned their whole situation around. Her son is now a healthy weight. The kids are eating many more foods. Uh, she sent me a video clip actually the other day of the two of them eating. Um, it was a, like a, a pasta dish with um, chickpea pasta. And when we, we did a grocery store tour together and she said, I don't think my kids are going to eat that, but I'll try it. So she picked it up and it was a video of them saying, thank you for teaching my mom how to make this. It's delicious. <laughs> and like, it, it was great. It was fantastic. And so she really took, you know, took the information and ran with it and did what she needed to do. And she's seeing all the benefits and um, she couldn't be happier. Neither could I. So it's great. Oh, that's so gratifying yeah. to get that video. It totally was. It made my day. <laughs> Good. That's so wonderful. I do. I see some moms who are just like, eh, I can't do this. I'm already mm-hmm. like up to here. No, and they're blocked against the changing. Right. But other moms who just really absorb it. All right, this is what I got to do. I'm going to do some meal prep. I'm going to do my meal plan yeah. and it works for them. So I want to talk more about the meal planning though, because as you know, I'm a huge meal planner. Yep. <laughs> Me and my meal plan, we're like this. <laughs> I, so, um, I mean, I think we all know like, you know, Monday, meatloaf, Tuesday, whatever. But why do you consider meal planning not only a great tool for making the most out of your time in the kitchen and the uh, grocery store, but a form of self-care? Talk about oh, that. Oh, yes. I really feel that, that um, meal planning is a form of self-care because if you don't make the point to plan your meals out, you won't have food on the table that's nourishing for you and nourishing for your family. There's just no way around it. And um, this is the first step that I tell people when we meet because it, you, you can't possibly eat better if you don't know what you're cooking. So, and as moms and as women, and we need to have healthy food for ourselves in order to take care of our families and to be able to do the meal planning and the taxiing and then this and the whatever else we do. So I find that it's extremely important. And just to tie it back to um, the Hashimoto's, I know for myself, like once I discovered that diagnosis, 
um, I, I couldn't let that slide. It has to be a priority or I don't feel well. And a lot of women I think are in the same situation too. So I agree with you. Self-care, you sit down with your Pinterest and a a pad of paper and a cup of tea. It's like a, it's my little respite at the end of the week. All right. So I understand you have, speaking of meal planning, a meal plan gift for all of our listeners. Can you give us the details on that? I do. Yes. It's a five-day meal plan. It's breakfast, lunch, dinner, and some snack ideas. And you can get that at sarafins.com. And that's S-A-R-A-F like Frank, I-N-S.com forward slash meal plan. Um, And there's two choices there. There's a vegetarian and there's a gluten-free, dairy-free. So you can take your pick. Excellent. Thank you so much for being here today, Sarah, and talking about feeding the family with us. I enjoyed it. Thank you all. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. All right. So Lisa and Andrea, what are your big takeaways from today's hot show? Well, I think that the whole issue of cooking, you know, I was one of those people that really had zero interest in cooking until maybe my 40s. And then I was like, wow, this is awesome. So hearing people coming out and saying that it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to make five different dinners every night, like one is enough. And it can be simple and just good. I think for so many people out there who were or are like how I was, that's a huge relief. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Just good. I think for so many people out there who were or are like... Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My big takeaways from the show is that, um, I mean, so many. We always have a lot of takeaways. Uh, I love that Sarah is teaching moms how to make it not complicated, like you said, Lisa, just and just being able to feed the kids because the moms in the house are very powerful creatures and they can influence the health and the wellness of their entire family, entire family by making better choices and, you know, relaxing themselves and all that stuff. And, you know, like she has Hashimoto's, this hasn't stopped her. It's actually put her in a, in a better direction where, Hey, now I need to, t- I have to take care of me, me first then everybody else, right? Form of self-care, self-love. And I also love that we are now in a position where, Western and Eastern are starting to recognize each other. And, um, you know, like I did the Take Back Your Health conference, which are all cr- crunchy granola people over the weekend, and they're all open to this kind of stuff. And then two days later, I'm with the stoic kind of doctor people. And, but, you know, they, they know that there has to be this marriage between the two in order to have a healthy and happy society. We have to start to come together to, for the benefit and the health of the people, which is very important. Oh, so we should put that ahead of making a profit? (laughs) Yeah, (gasps) that's the idea. (laughs) Oh, snap. All right. I hope everybody heard that. I feel like that's really, you know, we can talk about this all we want, but at a corporate level is where big decisions are being made and how everything is structured within our culture. And anyway, follow the money. You'll see where the problems are. That's a truth, sister. Before we go, I want to remind everyone to enter to win your very own better bathroom experience from Squatty Potty by going to healthyviewradio.com slash giveaway. It's funny because everybody who has a Squatty Potty will tell you how much they love their Squatty Potty, but if you've never tried it, right? You just don't know what you're missing. This is your chance. (laughs) You're offering one teak slim stool, one refresh it bidet, and two bottles of unicorn gold to one lucky winner. 
And again, you can enter to win at healthyviewradio.com slash giveaway. Why don't you head over right now and do that before you forget? That is all for today, you guys. Um, Join us next week, by the way, to talk about natural, healthy skin. Yes. Oh, la la. Looking forward to that (laughs) one. Great topic. And we will see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.